0: Do you know that they can't take Jesus out of your mouth? <laughs> this world can't take Jesus out of your mouth. Glory to God! Hallelujah! And uh, incidentally, the devil's really trying to. He don't have to send a demon possessed tiger. Uh, he can send um, a thought. He can send you know uh, a, you know this the culture pushing in trying to take Jesus out of your mouth. We're not letting them take Jesus out of our mouth. Amen. Tonight we're worshiping God, glorifying God, and magnifying God. We get filled. We get refreshed. We get strengthened. And then we come out from this place. Don't give that up. I said, don't give that up. Don't just yield. Don't just start thinking carnally. Don't just, you know, act like, well, that was your God partition of your life. Let your whole life be God. If you're ever going to limit anything to to a partition, put the the other stuff there. Y'all with me? But now, God, take this home, live this out, live it and walk it in everything that you do. Praise God. Uh, Take this to the gym. Take this to your job. uh, Take this to the gas station, grocery store, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, we take um, Christ with us and allow him to affect and infect the world. Praise God. We're talking about seeking God tonight. I want you to grab hold of your Bibles, whatever that is. Whether that be a phone phone or an iPad or some kind of uh, other device, or actually paper. We still believe in paper. It's good. Yeah. Glory to God. had a young man on the front row with me this morning, and he was showing me his Bible. And he said, man, this isn't my main Bible. And the thing was just inked up and tore up. And I'm thinking, my goodness, what does your main Bible look like, you know? You know, which I love seeing that, by the way. You know, it, it, your Bible is not just a holy book that you have to be careful with. You, you just take that thing and mark it up, write notes in it, and, and get so there's just no more room to write a thought, you know? That's, that's a, a Bible well used, and the devil's not amused. And uh, so I know that we've kind of transferred into uh, a digital um, age, but it's good to have a paper Bible uh, that you can write notes in, just so you know. Praise God. Hallelujah. So we got our Bibles in our hand. We're going to make a a declaration tonight. Say, this is my Bible. It is the Word of God, the ever-living, the everlasting seed of God's Word. Tonight I will be taught the Word of God. I will never be the same. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Glory to God. So, so, um, hallelujah. Praise God. Stretch your hands out to me and believe God with me. Father God, I just thank you for your anointing tonight to speak the word of God as an oracle, a mouthpiece for you that I'm able to get out of the way, that these, your mighty ones, whether here in the room or um, watching through live stream or a broadcast, I ask that they would be changed. Thank you that they receive your word. The entrance of your word gives them light, liberty, and freedom. Your Holy Spirit is here and there leading us and guiding us into all truth and showing us things to come. We thank you for these things. In Jesus' name, and everybody said? Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Let me get my uh, iPad in the right place. Okay, it's still recovering from the Word of Life app. Oh, there we go. (laughs) I give Ty a hard time because it won't landscape. So, anyway. (laughs) She's like, whatever. We started this morning by in Second Chronicles and we read it out of Amplified. It says, If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves, pray, seek, crave, and require of necessity my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. So seek, crave, and require of necessity. Talking about seeking God. Talking about pressing in to the things of God. Um, and uh, obviously, uh, this is something that's done on purpose. Our Christianity um, isn't uh, just something you can put on cruise control and just hang out, you know. Uh, we are at, at peace, you know. He is our peace. He's broken down every wall. We live in peace, but we we don't live in a way uh, that we're slackers or we're uh, just complacent or we we're we're fine with mediocrity. I want the glory. I like Moses said, show me your glory. And you'd think God would say no, because that would just smoke all the hair off your head. You can't see my glory. He's like, I I think it's cool that God said, all right, but I'm going to have to make an adjustment. I'm going to shove you into this rock here and I'm just going to go and you're going to be able to see my backside. And he glowed for a long time after that. Well, listen, I I mean, I would just like to glow for just a minute. You know what I'm saying? Just for, I want to hear, I want to see God's glory. I want to experience him in ways that I have not experienced him before. And I know that God wants us to experience that. I know he does. And he wants us to be able to handle it when we do. And so seeking God um, is key to finding God. He says, seek you, seek me and you will find me. Knock and, yeah. Uh, thank God he doesn't say, knock and keep knocking. I ain't listening. There's a, a picture. I've, some of you have probably all seen this picture of Jesus standing in front of a door. It's an old picture. You ever notice that? Yeah, it's an old one, man. I tell you, I think my grandma had it on her wall, you know? And uh, it wasn't until much later in life that someone pointed out that, notice that the door does not have a handle. Isn't that interesting? Jesus is standing knocking on the door, and there's no handle on it. Because why? Because you've got to open that door. Praise God. Hallelujah. And he said, I will come in, and I will sup with you. Praise God. Yeah. Yeah. That means he will dine with us. He will. I would just love that, wouldn't you? Just to sit down. I don't want to wait till the Lord's Supper of the Lamb to dine with Jesus. I want to dine with him on a regular basis. He's saying he's wanting to. Isn't that amazing? Call unto me, and I will answer thee. All these petitions from the Lord to bring us in, to bring us closer, and 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 the song we sung tonight so perfect. You know, I just want to be with you. I just want to be with you. And when that's the cry of your heart, you know that he's going to meet you there at the point of your need. Praise God. Spending time in his glory. Listen, I want to say this, that there are things that happen in the congregation of the righteous that cannot happen in your individual time with the Lord. We need both of these things. Y'all with me? We should spend special times, just us and God, Have your little uh, prayer closet. Have whatever it is. It doesn't have to be a closet. It could be the park. It could be wherever you go, wherever you find yourself. Go there and call on the name of the Lord and allow him to come in and fill you, refresh you, strengthen you. But there's something about being with the congregation of the righteous. So there are many different um, areas and avenues of serving God and seeking God. And we want to make sure that we know them so that we can pursue them. Praise God. Hallelujah. So uh, again, we see there uh, in Chronicles and the Amplified seek, crave, and require of necessity. Um, we're making it a priority in our life to seek God. Now we're talking to the Sunday night people, the people who come to church again, some of you, right? And, and uh, you know, uh, it, it's, it's the group that tends to have some, like, man, I just want to, I want more, I want more, I want more, you know? And you got your Wednesday night group. Oh, my goodness. You just can't wait. I can't go the whole week. I got to have some more midweek stuff. That's great. We need this stuff daily. How many of you only eat food for your body on Sunday and Wednesday? No, I didn't think so. Now, there are special times of fasting, but normally, uh, we're probably going to uh, get food in our body a couple times a day. Uh, some of us, um, three times, Right? And uh, uh, ever since I went on this special diet, it seems like I just eat, I, I'm good to eat one time, you know, but I'm going to try something. I'm going to get something. But what if we thought that way about, about the spirit of God, about the, the food of God's word and seeking God and hungering God? Smith Wigglesworth, he would, he would uh, read the word uh, when he was eating and he would read it uh, uh, at the end. He read it all through and people say, why do you do that? He says, I'm never going to give my body more than I give my spirit. I was like, man, that guy's deep. And this, is in the book, The Secret of His Power, Smith Wigglesworth, he's driving down the road and, and he screams at his friend and they're just talking, small talk, and he screams and he hits the guy in the chest and he slams the brakes on, you know. He's like, what, what, what? And he said, we have not talked about the Lord in 30 minutes. And he's like, oh my God. <laughs> you know, so people ask Smith, you must pray for hours. You uh, know, he said, I don't pray for more than 30 minutes. And they're like, wow. I mean, this guy raised the dead. I mean, he was powerful. He said, then he said, but I don't go 30 minutes without praying. So we're talking about seeking God. We're talking about pursuing God. What does that look like? What does that mean? How do we posture ourselves to be people that are about God, placing God first, making God a priority, making God a priority over all other things? And the scripture goes as far as to say, unless you hate your father and your mother, you're like, what? What about honor your father and mother? What's up with that? What's it talking about in comparison to your love to him? Wow. I think you're supposed to put God first, don't you? And that would mean seeking him. That would mean arising and thinking about him in the morning." Speaking him, Lord, thank you for waking me up. Thank you, Father God, for the opportunity to be alive and to serve you today. Lord, I just believe that you're going to give me divine appointments today. Praise the Lord. Oftentimes, uh, talking to God in this way, I find myself, um, uh, sometimes uh, my workout partners are not able to be at the gym. I know something's going to happen. If if my partners aren't with me, it's going to be a ministry day in the gym every single time, praying with people, um, praying people to get saved, praying for their sicknesses, praying for uh, them to return to the Lord. Uh, This one gal uh, told me at the gym, I mean, I could tell that she was in trouble. I said, are you okay? She goes, I just feel so condemned. And I said, well, Jesus can lift that from you. You don't have to feel condemned. She ends up, uh, I get prayed with her to get saved, and and she ends up telling me that she had um, failed her husband. She was in an adulterous situation. And God began to move. And I said, you have to tell him. She's like, oh, you know, short of cussing, no, you know. Didn't see her for several months. Finally, she came and said, I finally told him. Incidentally, God has restored them and healed them, delivered them, and God is working in them. I'm just saying that wherever we go, people smell the essence of his goodness and his glory. If we will seek him, if we will look to him, if we will yield ourselves to him and say, I'm not my own, this day is yours, Lord. Order my steps, divine appointments, divine connections, I'm seeking you. Songs will come up in your heart. When songs come up in your heart, you better sing those songs. Because those are songs of help, songs of deliverance. Maybe it's not for you, maybe it is. We're talking about seeking God. This is a, a living relationship that you have with God. It isn't checked off because you came here tonight or any other time. It's a part of it, but it's not the whole. God has created this thing so that it doesn't become a ritual. It's a relationship. If I set my phone to kiss my wife at, at whatever time um, and, and I do that, it becomes a ritual. You know? How many of you like spontaneity in your relationship? Anybody? Anybody who is or was married? (laughs) Maybe that's what happened. We like spontaneity, right? And don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with scheduling it, okay? (laughs) I don't want to go any further with that conversation tonight. (laughs) Because I've told people, you better schedule it because, you know, there's problems or whatever, you know. But uh, we do like spontaneity. We do like a living, communing, and exciting vibrant, right? Relationship. We have friends that we love to talk to and we can spend a lot of time on the phone with, isn't that right? God should be one of those friends. He should be the main friend. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, let's get into this message. (laughs) It's not my fault. Psalm 42. (laughs) psalm 42 verses 1 and 2 in the living bible it says as the deer pants for water so i long for you O god i thirst for god the living god where can i find him to come and stand before him oh my goodness isn't that good so where can i come where where is it where's the place where is the place I know that there are certain songs, like tonight is just amazing, does this great job, you guys, worship team. Tonight, to me, just taking you into that place. And oftentimes, we've, we've leaned heavily on different songs and different things that have taken us to that place. We're really, it may not even be the song, but we know that we were able to access him when we got into that song, and it took us there, you know. And uh, I was sharing with Pastor David a while back about how I noticed that Miss Lanny, his mom, uh, you know, she was usually sitting in this area over here. And, and I noticed that when we would sing some of those old hymns, now, now Miss Lanny worshiped all the time. She didn't need a song to worship. And she worshiped with us no matter what the songs were. But, man, there was something about those old songs, man. If we ever, if Minister Floyd or, or Pastor Tony back in the day, they pulled one of them old ones out. woo I could see Lanny go to a whole nother level. You could just see something come on, or she'd be like. You know, because she just loved them older songs. Because why? They, they are uh, uh, an access. They were an access for her and they were easy for her to get right back in there praise god we all have certain worship songs that do it for us how many of you have noticed that there's certain songs you know and and I've had people you know we'll have one of our choir members get up there you know and and sing one of them real strong kojic uh, gospel you know and then, and, and took them there, took them there. They went on in to the glory, glory they to got. took them in. And they said, man, that was, that was the most anointed song I've ever heard. I'm like, praise God, I'm so glad you were blessed. Amen? You know? And, and I agree, it was anointed, praise God. But different ones, different things. We went to, this song was saying, take me to the place. Where can I access him? Take me to that place. I thirst for you as a deer pants for the water. I've seen that where deer have been running and they're, they're by the water brook and their whole body is pounding because they're thirsty and they're watching because they're a little bit scared. And so we hunger and thirst for God in such a way that, oh, I need, I thirst, I want. And listen, God wants it more than you do. He wants to be with you. Years ago, there was a song, I want to be with you, you know, those are the kind of songs that just, oh, draw on him, draw on him. he take this song tonight, take it home with you. I just want to be in your presence. Glory to God. Sometimes that's what it has to be. I'm not coming in for healing. I'm not coming in for money. I'm not coming in for my relatives. I'm not coming in for my kids. I'm not coming in. <laughs> go through this. I am coming in because I love you, and I just want to be with you. That's it. Let's start there. Glory to God. He's not, I'm not asking for long life. I'm just asking to be in your presence, God. Break the chains of this world because there's nothing like him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise God. He says, where can I find him to come and stand before him? Praise God. Let's find that place. And yes, once we get in there, certainly we begin to take care of some of the serious business of heaven from that place, that location. (laughs) C.S. Lewis said that that joy is the serious business of heaven. Because when you get into that place, it seems to be the natural thing. And you begin to rejoice. You begin to uh, feel a a heaviness, a weight lifted off of you. Praise God. Let's look in our Bibles to John, the Gospel of John. In the New Living Translation, uh, Gospel of John, chapter 6 and verse 33 through 35, it says, The true bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, give us that bread every day. Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty again. So we know that this was similar to the conversation that he had with the woman at the well. And uh, that, you know, he said, if you'd asked me, if you knew who was talking to you, I would have give you water and you would never thirst again. And she's like, man, you don't even got a bucket. (laughs) How <laughs> you going to get some water? And she was just missing it. And you can imagine, Jesus, you know, this is Jesus. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And we beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten Son. This is Him. He created all things. Nothing was made that, that He didn't make. If you knew who was talking to you, lady, now she's inviting us in. Come and drink, come and take and eat. And if we'll seek and we'll desire and we'll crave and we will consider as a necessity, then he comes and just pours himself out. Glory to God. And we experience freedoms. We experience his goodness. We experience his love in ways that we have never before. He wants to do this on a regular basis. He is no respecter of persons. I love to see people enjoy Jesus. It blesses me to see people enjoy Jesus. The gentleman who was sitting next to me on the front row um, apparently has, has been through some stuff, but he's, he's singing the song this morning with um, Minister Floyd and, and just weeping and crying. And uh, I'm just so thankful that God's meeting him here. It was his first time, he was a visitor. And uh, I, according to him, he's not a visitor anymore. <laughs> Yeah, He is going to be a part of this house. And it just blesses me. And it's a little convicting that we can just take this as commonplace. No matter who's leading worship, no matter who's preaching, no matter what's going on, that we could sit here and just go through the motions and, and, and not press in and not crave and not lean in. Are always being convicted by the new believer. <clears throat> we need new blood. We need new, fresh people coming in all the time, weeping before God as they're they're being delivered from a lifestyle that was destructive. Remember where some of us came from. That's where I came from. God scraped me off the bottom of hell and set me in His house. I shouldn't be up here. I should probably be dead. If I'd have kept going that direction, I would be. I'm sure. Running, yeah, running with the devil. He just died. People are, you know, actually f- forgetting what that group represented. But I, I mean, it's terrible that someone passes away. We don't celebrate anyone's death. But it was it was uh, groups like that that I followed, that I sang their songs, that they were in my mouth, and I'm singing it ignorantly, you know. Running with the devil. I don't know if you all know what I'm meaning. Somebody just passed away recently. And they're celebrating him. And I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, that's one of the guys was taking me to hell. (laughs) And I don't understand that you guys, maybe God hasn't convicted you about that, but as soon as I got saved, my music got saved. A friend of mine told me, hey, if you'll give, whatever you give up for Jesus, he gives you 100 times more. I was like, shoot, I got rid of those albums. You know, yeah, albums. That's how old I am. Albums. (laughs) Not cassettes, albums. You know, the ones that go, (laughs) you know, that's part of the music. You know, yeah. (laughs) You're singing, running with the devil. Man, I'm running with Jesus now. And I'm grateful and thankful. Some of, those, some of those people got saved, thank God. But what are you doing to seek God? It seems as though we tolerate certain things in our lives and allow certain things because we've, we've decided that it's acceptable to allow a certain amount of X, Y, Z. With the youth, I don't do this in in the adult service because uh, we tend to be a little more proper in the youth, in in the adult service than in the youth service. But I'll take um, a a batch of brownies sometimes and uh, say, hey, who wants brownies? Start mixing it up. Everybody's like, whoa, you know, whoa. Okay, all right, I'll be throwing this in the oven. We can have them afterwards. Woohoo! praise God, brownies. And then I'll say, but I'm going to add a dog turd. Drop it in there. It's usually like a Tootsie Roll, just so you know. But anyway, they're all like, oh, my God, no. Oh, what do you mean no? It's just a little bit. I don't care. I'm not touching those brownies. It's got that in it. But yet, we leave the house of God, and we will sing. Running with the devil, say, hey, mama, say, the way you move going to make you. Oh, yeah, he put his head there. He's like, oh, Lord, (laughs) don't finish that song. (laughs) No. We We allow a certain amount of stuff in our life. But if we are true seekers, if we are determined, determined not to compromise, right, we would probably cut out a few things. And spend a little bit more time intensified, seeking God, and guarding our hearts. So he said, I am the bread of life. We need to start amping up our bread eaten. Amen. John 7. John seven, 37 and 39, through 39. This is an amplified classic. It says, now and now, on the final and most important day of the feast, Jesus stood and he cried in a loud voice, If any man is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Now, I didn't say it the way he would have said it. He said he, It says he cried in a loud voice. If any man is thirsty. Woo, I guess he got everybody's attention. Let him come. Let him come. There's this open invitation to continually come and to continually enjoy, and he screamed it at him. Come to me and drink. He who believes in me, he's still screaming, who cleaves to and trusts and relies on me, as the scripture has said, from his innermost being shall flow continuous springs and rivers of living water. It says he was talking about the Holy Ghost. Why would he scream this at us? <laughs> Seems pretty important. Glory to God. I'll never forget my first interaction with Pastor David when he came to Vegas. We were just a bunch of airmen from uh, Nellis Air Force Base, and and uh, we were really hungry for God, you know. And, and so one of the ladies uh, knew um, of Pastor being a teacher out of the tr- uh, school out there, and so he comes out to talk to us, a bunch of airmen, and... Uh, Man, it seems like the first time I met Pastor David, he was speaking in tongues. Gets in, let's speak in tongues. I'm like... Uh, okay. You know, then you take them from here to there. Hey, let's speak in tongues. Okay, I didn't know that you were supposed to speak in tongues more than you speak in English. But Pastor David uh, shared the importance of speaking in tongues. And he's, he's talking about that. Jesus is speaking about the Holy Ghost. And you could actually drink. Out of them shall flow a Rivers. 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 And you can drink of these rivers. Pastor David, if he's shown me anything over these years, it's how to drink out of the rivers. I've watched him go through one trial after another trial and other challenges. If there's one thing that he uses to combat those things, is the river. Now, he's talking about the process of faith, but he speaks in tongues a lot, praising the Holy Ghost a lot. You seek, crave, desire. You've got this 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 New Testament, uh, you know, Holy Ghost, you know, dispensation thing here at this church. You know, if you ain't filled with the Holy Ghost, just come up front. After uh, we speak in tongues, turn to your neighbor and say, "You better speak in tongues." <laughs> You're gonna seek, crave, desire. This is going to kick some stuff up right inside you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's look at Matthew chapter 5, verse 6. In the Amplified Classic, says, blessed and fortunate and happy and spiritually prosperous in that state in which the born-again child of God enjoys his favor and salvation are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, uprightness and right standing with God, for they shall be completely satisfied. Woo! Are you satisfied? Look at your neighbor and say, are you satisfied? Woo! Glory to God. I love to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And if you have never drank to the point of of just getting silly, you can drink until you get so happy that it doesn't matter what happens on this earth, planet, or in your family. It just gets you into a place where, you know what, I'm going to be okay. Okay. No matter what happens, no matter what this world does, no matter what takes place, and you get filled and refreshed and strengthened. I like what Tommy Tinney said. He said, after hunger comes encounter. You should write that down. After hunger comes encounter. This is very important. When you start pressing in, I'm expecting some people to do some pressing in Some seeking, some finding, some tapping in, but after seeking comes encounter, because he said, if you seek me, you will find me. So after seeking comes encounter, and if you handle the encounter properly, comes favor. If you handle the encounter properly, comes favor. So we're seeking God, we're looking to God, we're turning to God, and he imparts to you something. But what I've seen is, in the impartation, when people connect, sometimes they go off into this direction or that direction and, and think they are something, you know, and, and you know, you'll find people saying, well, I'm an apostle. Oh. Do you have a church? No. Oh. Well, that's odd, because usually an apostle has multiple churches. Well, you're kind of ahead of the game. I would just keep that to yourself if I were you. <laughs> Let's start with one. You know, have people that start a couple Bible studies and call them a, an apostle, you know, I'm an apostle. Well, listen, your gift will make room for you. But you start encountering God, God will take that and make it what it's supposed to be. So our seeking God causes us to have encounters. If we handle those encounters properly, then we can have favor. Okay? And oftentimes people will move out from under where they're supposed to be. Soon as they start hearing from God. I had a vision that means my name is Moses. I'm like, what? I am God's Joshua in the earth today. I've seen, it. it's so bizarre to me. Now, I've, I've watched different groups of people over the years and looked at history and seen some very, very powerful men of God who, who ripped tumors off people's faces and threw them on the ground and extreme miracles took place and, and then they got, went along and somehow they get off and next thing you know, they're saying, they're Elijah. So you have to, be able to inha- handle those encounters. And then when you ha- get those encounters, if you will walk in humility, humble yourself, and listen to those who God's placed in your life. Because most of the time, they had a spiritual father, they just didn't listen to him. They had somebody who could help them, but they became too smart for them. They were full and it wasn't God you understand and so we want to seek God and he will begin to reveal things to you but you have to be able to know how to handle and manage those things when you start going down that road listen God gives pastors for a reason they're shepherds overseers and, and uh, pastor doesn't stand up here and uh, want you to believe in, that he's the only one who gets to hear from God you know we all can access God but when you start getting these premonitions and, and you start hearing you know voices and, and they're saying this and now I believe I should do this and you should probably bounce it off of the shepherd and see what he thinks of that y'all with me? God uses his uh, uh, ranks to speak to the church. Now, if it has to do something with your family, sure, he'll talk to you about your family and those kind of things that deal with your personal life, your job. But I've seen some people get really weird and really squirrely. And uh, and so so... Um, you'll, you'll inevitably begin to have encounters with God when you start seeking him, because you will find him. But humility is gonna be your safeguard. Humbling yourself is gonna be your safeguard. And, and you could see wars and demons and angels and all kinds of crazy stuff, I'm telling you, in the spirit. But that doesn't make you, you know, Elijah. All that means is God's revealing stuff to you. And can you handle it when it begins? Some people, it just freaks them out. They're like, I don't want to deal with that. I mean, some great men of God, you know, that cast out demons and did all kinds of great exploits. They, they told God, "I, ain't, I ain't, no, I'm not dealing with demons. Lester Summerall, you read some of his stuff. He was one of them. He said, I want you to cast that demon out. He said, no, I ain't having nothing to do with demons. Finally, he obeyed. One of his greatest stories was uh, a woman in the Philippines was demon-possessed and and would scream in terror as demons were ripping uh, her skin, and they would see claw marks come across her legs, and, and it was all, in the spirit, supernatural things that were manifesting in the natural. Long story short, Lester cast the demons out of her, And still told the Lord, I don't want to have anything to do with demons. But listen, we can deal with whatever God has for us to deal with. But when he uses us to do these things, we got to keep ourselves in perspective. Humble yourself. Stay in your position. Because the enemy ultimately tries to push you one way or the other. Either you're not worthy or you're all of that in a bag of chips. God's gift to the body of Christ. You understand? One way, you know, I'm just a worm. Other way is I am all of that. So there is a humble place where God empowers us. He empowers the seekers. If you will seek him, you will find him. And he will show you things that you don't know about. You all with me? And he wants to, but we have to keep ourselves in perspective. A.W. Tozer uses the word meekness as a safeguard, meekness. It's a major quality. It's a quality Jesus had, just so you know. He was meek. We know that when he was in the temple, he did form a whip and, and uh, turned over tables, his zeal for the house of God, right? But he didn't spend his whole ministry doing that, just so you know. He hung out with the boys. I could imagine Jesus getting in the Jordan River and splashing those guys, them having fun. He had joy above his peers. He had more joy than anybody. But meekness was a major quality. And we seek God, we seek him in meekness. A.W. Tozer said this, The heart of the world is breaking under this load of pride and pretense. There is no release from our burden apart from the meekness of Christ. Praise God. I like to read, because I'm out of time, I'd like to read. Um, there's several great books, by the way, about um, the pursuit of God. And uh, A.W. Tozer is one of those um, people who wrote the book, The Pursuit of God, is uh, very well uh, enjoyed and looked to. Um, God Chasers by Tommy Tinney is another great book. But Brother Hagen has a book called Plans, Purposes, and Pursuits, really good book but i wanted to read what he said in the, in the back of his book in other words what this book is about he said man has done in this day the same thing that was done in king rehoboam's day in the old testament the enemy came in and stole the gold out of the temple of the lord then king rehoboam came along and substituted brass for gold christians have done the same thing today they have substituted the gold of the temple God's plans, purposes, and pursuits for his New Testament church. Again, he's calling the gold of the temple God's plans, God's purposes, and God's pursuits, okay? They have brought into the church worldly and fleshly demonstration and substituted that for the real moving of of God's spirit. The next great spiritual outpouring that God is wanting to bring upon the earth will require that many lay aside His own plans, purposes, and pursuits and pursue the true worship of God. The body of Christ is in the the shallow waters of a new beginning of God's glory manifested in the earth. But that new wave of God's blessing can only occur as the body of Christ gets the brass out of the temple. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, get your brass out of the temple. You tell them that? (laughs) Brass is a cheap substitute for the real. So forms and processes and rituals will not get us to God's highest and best. So we want the gold. We want God's plans, God's purposes, God's pursuits. We want to seek the kingdom of God like we never have before and see God's power manifest in our life and in our families, in our homes. Amen.